0: I am Hamid. I am Chinese.
1: Do not hang up on me. And taking a look at the long range forecast continued snow, darkness, and extreme cold. This is Howard Handupme. Good night.
0: Yeah, now it's recording. So, okay. We were supposed to have a show tonight with a guest that, for whatever reason, bailed. And in the mishap of all of this, we're having tremendous internet Skype issues. Yes. It's fun. Can can I have said that any gear?
2: Theorite scales.
0: Um. So it's like showing that it, all my Skype thing is says is internet connection problems. There's a problem with the internet connection between you two. Hold while the, we try to fix this problem. And then huh. I go to Skype site and Skype's like, yeah, we're aware of there's some issues right now. Blah, 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 blah. So apparently I'm I'm on Skype version six, I think. Yeah. And you're up to
2: 13. 8.13. Um, yeah.
0: Learn about Skype for Windows. Go to Skype's. Go to support. Let's go to support. Go to support. So I was scrambling to try to find a different guest on the show, and in the meantime, we're just going through possible guests that we want to get on the show. So, if this is your That's first episode right of Project now. Archivist, stop <laughs> listening to us. <laughs> Greetings. We suck. Oh, you know. What? Let me see if I can find. Turn some back, back now. <laughs> but um how What were we talking about her earlier? All the new people that we have that are very active on the Facebook page because we've yeah, got a tremendous bunch of new people. Yeah. Um who was it that sent you the email about my leg? Was it uh Betty? Yes. Yeah, it's I'm it's it's me Rojan, that had the leg issues. And I'm doing goes, okay now. I'm doing okay I, now. I was dead, but I'm better now. I'm better now. I was only mostly dead. Was mostly <laughs> dead. <laughs> serves you yeah and then we got elise from australia she's one of the newer people we've got all these people on our facebook page that all these new people that are very very active megan she's been there for a little while but she's very active on the page it's
2: kind of bizarre actually i don't understand where all these people are coming up from then we had from dude, australia we got
0: attacked by bots last week oh yeah oh my god yeah it was non-stop too i think i don't know what the deal was and they're all like And then there was one that I interacted with. They wanted to friend me. And I'm like, it was like the hot chick profile picture. Oh, no, not again. And I'm like, all right, this chick's never going to give me a thousand years. uh, You know, one of my
2: buddies falls for that
0: nonsense all the damn time. He's like, dude, check her out. I'm like, dude, she's not real. That's not a real person. Okay, here's a story. Here's a story that's been around for a while, but we've just neglected, neglected covering it. I'm sure every other paranormal podcast out there. Women insist Woman insists she'll never go back to men after having sex with twenty ghosts. Oh God so, Almighty! So she's a uh, paranormal whore. Oh, dude! <laughs> Enough victim shaming. Do you believe in Do you believe in ghosts? One oh, from ghosts. Bristol, England certainly does, but her encounters don't. Involve graveyards, creepy old mansions, or holding seances. Her meetings with the recently departed including a sexy night and her spare bedroom. Oh, okay, she keeps it in the spare bedroom. Uh, Amethyst Realm. Her name is Amethyst Realm. Of course it is amethyst realm i'm so deeply spiritual um who considers herself a spiritual guidance counselor claims she's been having sex with ghosts for 12 years What a bunch of dead folks! she says the experience what? is so good <laughs> that she now has no interest in having relationships with living men again Realms reveals her first ghostly hey. sexual experience occurred just after she and her then fiancee moved to a new house. So she was cheating on her boyfriend with somebody who was dead. She claims there is definitely an entity in the house who shows showed an interest in her. Uh again, this goes back to our thing of being de- being dead can be me for be more often than being alive. Me and your fun? Easy for you to say. English. Realm says that one night while her partner was away, she attempted to seduce the ghost. (laughs) How do you go about doing that? She put on her sexy lingerie and went to bed in a spare bedroom to wait. She claims she waited a long time, just about to drift off to sleep when the ghost appeared. She says the sex is difficult to describe, but although she cannot see the ghost, she can definitely feel him. Giggity. Uh, well, Rome, Rome and his, this ghost continue their affair for three years before being caught in the act. Oh, okay. So how, how do, you, what do you, what do you do uh, when you I walk don't... in and in your woman's, I don't know. Leave. You leave. That's
2: <laughs> what you do. You leave.
0: Rome says that her fiancé came home early from work one day and claims he saw the shadow of a man in a spare bedroom. Rather than split with the ghost, Rome split with her fiancé. She has since had sex with over 20 ghosts and is now looking into the possibility of phantom pregnancy. Right. Rock on with yourself there, lady. She says she has done research into the subject and claims that it is possible to be impregnated by a ghost, but that no one has figured out how to carry a ghost baby to full term. What? Look at it. It's a tiny little ghost baby. What? No, really. It's It's No, really. Rome is not the first person to report having sex with a ghost. They're going to bring up Kesha. In fact, famous musician Bobby Brown and Kesha, I did hear about Bobby so Brown. I thought they were going to say Mary Todd Lincoln. Have claimed to have had a hot and heavy romp with the spirit. Sure. Uh, however, ghost researcher Alexander Holzer claims that ghost sex would be anything but hot. Um,
2: I don't get it.
0: The people who report having sex with a ghost report feeling pressure on them and even penetration, but ghosts don't have warmth, she says. When they're in the room, it's very cold environment. Uh, skeptics do offer a more plausible explanation. She's crazy. No, that's not what it <laughs> says. Uh, for experiences of ghost sex, researchers claim that experience may be linked to uh, a number of sleep disorders, including sleep paralysis, hallucinations, and wet dreams. It doesn't say that either. In fact, it yeah. is believed that the myths of the incubus and the succubus, demon creature who would lie upon sleeping people to have sex with them in their dreams, stem from sleep paralysis disorders. Nice. Hold on. Clicking that to sounds the next like page. fun. This is from ViralThread.com, so I'm sure this is click uh, clickbait link all nice. to hell. Uh, these disorders can cause vivid hallucinations, partic- particularly when waking or falling asleep. <laughs> While there may be genetic <laughs> component to whom experiencers this vivid hallucinations, both stress and trauma, can also bring them out. That is exactly how that is written. No, that is not my inability to read things properly. And if not I see time. one more gif from the movie Ghost as I'm reading this, I'm Ugh. going to vomit. This theory may apply I'm gonna to-, to that. Yeah, you don't got the thing open in front of no, you. No, so I do not be thankful for that. This theory may apply to Realms since she's claimed to have had her first sexual experience while she was drifting off to sleep. Mm. However, she denies the possibility that her ghostly encounters were merely stem from a sleep disorder. She claims the ghosts interact with her while she's walking around the house, wide awake, going about her day. Well, one thing's for sure, ghost man or not, Realms won't have to complain about anyone leaving the toilet seat up. Uh, so wow. what do you think? Are you totally skeptical or thinking maybe a late, a little late night sexy ghost action might be right up your alley? Um, no. I'm if you good. want paranormal encounters, more paranormal ghosts, check out the video below to see five ghosts caught in security cameras. Who knows? Maybe they what might be leaking, lurking. And, of course, since this no. is a podcast and we're in audio and you can't actually see anything, I would like everybody to visualize five ghosts doing antics on video in front of you. Let's not. So, uh, let's, not. let's see. Let's scroll through here through my news network. Video shows teen throwing a tiny cat into a body of water. Nope, we'll pass on that one. Uh How about things you can't do naked? Uh, yeah, go do a Google search on that.
2: Uh, man allegedly scans a su- his penis at the supermarket.
0: How about that? What is that a real article you got in yes. front of you? Yes. You know what? Arrested. Go for it. Go for it. Because the whole show's shot.
2: You know, and if we didn't do this, we weren't going to Restore. But I'm pumped. Ah. <laughs> this is from
0: HuffPost. How do you scan? Is there a barcode? Do I don't. Hold
2: have... oh, on. You'll go find ahead. out.
0: Go ahead. Go ahead.
2: A man was arrested after allegedly placing his penis onto the checkout scanner at a Seattle supermarket, according to police report attained by the Huffington Post. Christian Fisher was charged with indecent exposure and assault. According to the report, a security guard just beginning a shift at the Quality Food Center on June 22nd. Hey, that's my anniversary. Noticed a female cashier cashier reacting to something that Fisher had put on the self-checkout scanner. When the guard walked over, he saw the man's penis resting on the top of the scanner. The suspect was laughing and didn't make any attempts to stow away his blatantly exposed genitalia, the report says. The cashier corroborated the story, saying that she was disturbed and alarmed by the man's actions. <laughs> Fisher returned to the store hours later, put into a physical, uh, got into a physical confrontation with employees, and then was turned back by the threat of pepper spray, the report noted. He later was spotted by cops sleeping a block away and apprehended. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Things you not <cannot> do naked.
0: <laughs> okay, we've all been to the grocery store. Yes. So we all know the height of where the little beep scanner thing is, right? Yes. Okay, we got that down. Yes. We also know that is a considerable distance from where you are standing to that little scanner thing. Sure. So did this guy actually, I mean, is this guy like lightsaber endowed to be able to reach that far over with his genitalia to scan it over said bleepy thing? I don't know, I can um, put light on it just fine. Wait, what? No,
2: no, no. <laughs> A self checkout? Yeah, it's rated right dick height. What are you talking about? Okay,
0: self checkouts. Okay, that's what it was. Oh, okay, okay. I thought he was trying to. Okay, self checkouts no, so are a little bit different. Poked into
2: her cash drawer. What are you talking
0: about? No, I'm like, well, I thought that's it was not- a. Okay, I didn't catch the self checkout part. Self
2: checkout. I'm
0: gonna be on. I'm gonna be honest with you because the whole story creeped me out, and I've I've come across all these weird Nutella stories.
2: I checked out at that point.
0: That we've been trying to cover here. Oh you know, no, we've gone. Well, I what? Okay. Again, since we're total frickin' random on this show, because everything sure. fell apart and we're doing this in the last minute, and hopefully the Skype recorder Ooh-hoo. keeps working.
2: That's the train. It no, just there's... This thing.
0: Look, while we're talking, do a Google search for the Nutella riots that took place over in oh, France. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, Hold because on a I've been... Over the years, I've lost a lot of them, but over the years I've been accumulating all of these links that has to do with <laughs> weird crap dealing with Nutella, you know, French so. go
2: slam store and it sparked Nutella riots. Okay, well, we've Fox got a tour News with three, two days ago.
0: three stories here. I've got one Costco shopper punched and fight over samples, hit me and the blood started. Let me go this one and then we'll cover that one as well. Uh, Co- Costco shopper punched and fight over samples, hit me and the blood started. Uh, please don't start playing the audio for the video. Oh, good, it's hit playing, me, but it's not baby, playing. play me
1: one more time
0: over Nutella. Let me close that little link out there. Again, shows. folks, this is a show happening as it happens. Zero absolute prep whatsoever right yeah, here. It's all good. Again, because a very prominent guest bailed on us without any, any Dude, indication. A 70-year-old grandfather, he had bled several for several minutes and became dizzy after being punched in the face at Costco for confronting a man about taking too many Nutella samples. Now, before I go any further, wow. if you have ever been to a Costco or a Sam's Club on a Saturday... That is the it's dregs mobbed. of human existence, mobbed. Because it's like somebody puts food on the table, and people just swarm to Dude, the table. It's the same thing at get... BJ's. Anything no different at BJ's. Well, any well, we don't, BJ. We don't have BJ's up here in, in Michigan. We don't have them. In <laughs> like we got Costco and I'm Sam's leave Club.
2: that alone.
0: And we don't have a, like where I live. There. We don't even have a Costco near us. We have only one choice, and that is Sam's Club. Uh, anyways, so well, when guys you go there. Do not
2: moved to Michigan. There are no BJs in Michigan. Stay <laughs>
0: out of Michigan. <laughs> Giggity. So anyways, if anybody's ever been to these places when they put free samples out, everybody just wait. flocks to the table or they'll stand there and wait while they're cooking them in the little toaster oven. It's bizarre.
1: I you hate know, that.
0: I don't put that much effort in getting free samples. But anyways, so a 70-year grandfather said he bled for several minutes and became dizzy after being punched in the face at Costco for confronting a man about taking too many Nutella samples. Sahak? Sahak, sahak Sahakian. S A H A K S-A-H-A-K-I-A-N. Sahakian. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Was shopping at the warehouse store in Burbank on Sunday when he approached the Nutella sample cart and reached for one, and he tried to get one. Derek girl I can't pronounce that, guys. Last year, we a 24 snatched all of the samples, according to the Los Angeles County District Attorney's office. He takes two. Three of them left one. uh, Sahakian? Called Sachmo. Sahakian said in an interview with CBS Los Angeles I want to take the one and he catch my hand, I say. What are you doing? That's what it says. Oh my God. I want to take one and he catch my hand, I say. What are you doing? Let me eat this one. That's when Garabergi reported a punch. (laughs) Sahakian? Sahakian in the face. He hits me, and the blood started. Sahakian said, "Sahakian was hospitalized with a one-inch cut and swelling above his left eye." In the interview with CBS, his eye was bruised and swollen, and the dude does—he's he, pretty cracked. Let me send Dude's you the link here. He's—he's he's gotten his, his eye looks pretty swollen. Um, get swollen. So uh, bad anyway. games. Uh, was hospitalized. Garabahagi. A Burbank resident was arrested and was being held in lieu of a $50,000 bail, police said. He had been charged with one account of elderly abuse as well as a special allegation that he inflicted great bodily harm on an elderly man. Prosecutors said if convicted, he faces up to 11 years in prison. Uh, Gara, Gara Gara Garabahagi... Has a history of criminal convictions. In the last three years he was convicted twice of trespassing, and earlier this year he was convicted of petty theft and drug possession for sale, according to the Los Angeles Superior Court Records. Sahakian told CBS, I don't want nothing to I, I don't want nothing to happen, but only the government or the police to teach him that he is bad. I'm, oh. I'm very sorry, sir. I, this is an old story, too. This is, pro- this is back from uh, September 23rd of 2015. All right, wow. you go ahead and read the French one. Okay, this uh, is the from French National riots Public
2: Intelli- Radio, so we know it's unbiased. This is not normal. Nutella riots hit France after stores slash prices. We all know what Nutella is. It's hazelnut
0: hundreds- and chocolate.
2: It's so delicious.
1: Uh,
0: it hundreds not of bad. I like it a lot. I'm a big Ferrero
2: Rocher fan myself, so. Mm -hmm. Hundreds of French citizens lost their savoir faire on Thursday, driven to desperation by a grocery store's chain. Sudden sudden change of price by 70% drop of the jar of Nutella. Stories of Nutella riots began to spread. Videos showed crowds of people shoving and yelling in supermarkets, trying to reach the jars. One video showed a throng of people rushing to collect as many jars of Nutella as they could carry. The video was titled, Emuette, a term for a mutiny or rebellion. In the footage, a woman repeatedly heard saying that the situation is not normal as people push their way to it. says that. Sure it is. It's this France. Is not normal. You've never <laughs> been to America, apparently. Or Costco. Uh, people push their way to the stack of Nutella jars, leaving behind only crumpled cardboard cartons. And it shows the video. You can watch it. A uh, sweet spread is a blend of chocolate and hazelnut, set set off bitter feelings. After Intermarsh slashed the prices of Nutella jars from four four hundred fifty euros to one hundred and forty one euros, from six dollars and six five dollars and sixty cents to a dollar seventy five. Dude, I would have been there too. I'd have been robbing the place. <laughs> dude, a buck seventy five for that size jar?
0: I've seen giant jars at yeah, again. Dude, has, Sam's Club. Uh, Sam's Club,
2: and so does. BJ's. Dude, they're like a gallon. Mm-hmm. The results of the sale say that, uh, says the regional Daily La Progress in the uh, Lior region, riot scenes everywhere. Well, wow, that's a catchy title for something that was literally a riot. In at least three cases, police were called after customers came to blows in a frenzy over the half-priced jars. <laughs> the newspaper adds that that Intermarsh expressed uh, surprise at the chaos and, regr- and regret over the effects of, on its customers. How did you not expect this to happen? <laughs> at, eight, at 8.15, there was already a waiting line of 200 people in front of the stores. An employee at the uh, Intermarsh location tells France Info, when the store opened, the employee said, customers ran to snag their Nutella. After a few minutes, the director had to intervene. He distributed one pot per person next to store next to a security guard. The pallet was empty after 10 minutes. Similar rationing was reported at other stores and grocery employees, uh, relayed accounts of uh, scratches and other wounds to France. Oh, my info God. Describing customers running and fighting. A manager of a store in Metz said, people were aggressive.
0: <laughs> they were People trying were aggressive. No, were, not at all.
2: They were trying to tear the pots out and menacing us. <laughs> Radio France International cited the AFP is in reporting an employee in the northeastern town of Forbach saying people just rushed in, shoving everyone, breaking things. It was like an orgy. The, the doorbuster-style oh frenzy underlined the extremes of French France's culinary world. Dude, I'm sorry, but Nutella is not a culinary delight. In the same week that some people. Uh, Scrab for Nutella. More than 1,500 chefs gathered in Lyon for the funeral of Paul Bucos, the brilliant and influential chef who died last Saturday at 91. So the people that literally were going to see their idol were more well behaved than these nutters going after hazelnut spread.
0: <laughs> Dude, right. can't make this shit up. I got, I got one more. I got one more story for Nutella. I'm going to send you this story though while I'm reading this one, and you can, you can read this story here. Okay. And I'm pulling this literally off of our Facebook page. Is it going to wanna... send? Because the last thing you tried to send didn't even come through. It's It didn't? No, there's nothing here. It's still sending on my chat window, that's Yay! why. Well, I was going to send you the story about the <laughs> flaming Hot Cheetos ice cream, but I guess you'll oh, have I'll to do that one on your I'll own. I'll get it. Yeah, I'll get it. Okay, this is again. Dude, your Skype is Oh, it's fucked. jacked. Like, I almost just lost you a second ago while oh, you were good. talking. Oh, But hey, it's still recording, so we're going to run with it. Yay! Um, it's probably best that our guest didn't show up tonight. Probably. I don't want to say who it is because there's a good don't, chance we'll, we'll reschedule it, And I, I really do want to get the guy back don't on. Don't pull a lobo. No, I'm not going to. This is from CBC News Trending. And I do feel sorry for this girl. Nutella denies five-year-old girl's request to have her name ISIS on personalized jar. Oh, this is no, what it, that's a
2: good reason why they said well, no, no. This
0: is what sucks because up Dude, until the whole there's a girl named ISIS here at our local Walmart. Yeah, and when they
2: call it the freaking the freaking rednecks spin their heads around every
0: because time. Isis was initially a, there was a nightclub in Detroit for a while named Isis and Isis was originally a goddess of fertility yeah, he, it was a positive thing yeah it was yeah, a positive absolutely. thing and then these these idiots come along and ruin it for everybody um yep. our boy Logan he's got what, what Archer the spy organization in Archer used to be known as Isis yep. and our boy and Logan he's has he's got a
1: tattoo of, he's it. Got
0: a tattoo of <laughs> Isis on his leg with Archer yeah, from the cartoon that's and he got this before ISIS pulled this crap that they did. So now all these people that are named ISIS, they're screwed because somebody came along and ruined it for everybody. Such bullshit. Uh, Ferrero, Australia argues a name like ISIS on a jar of Nutella could be misinterpreted. Yeah, I can understand why they do this or why they uh. want to do this. Growing up as a girl with the name of ISIS can't be easy these days, and it's not being made any easier by the fact that Nutella has rejected the name entirely. A five-year-old Australian girl well uh won't soon be receiving a personalized jar of nutella unlike her brother because of the apartment store computer flagged isis as a name it couldn't print on labels wrote huntington post since september nutella has been running a promotion in australia called make me yours which encourages fans of the chocolate hazelnut spread to personalize their label and there's a guy holding up a bang that says maddie on it uh isis taylor's Ant went to mayor department store in Shell Harbor. I am so sorry, Aussie fans. I know we were out there. I know you're out there. Oh, Elise. Is that her name? Elise. Elisa. Whatever. I'm sorry. I'm not looking yes. at much. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Uh, so, uh Ant <laughs> went to the Meyer department store in Shell Harbor, South Wales, to buy her and her brother Adhinnen. Yeah. O d h i n n. Five jars as a gift. Uh, at first, the computer flagged both names as unacceptable, but after ah. some discussion with the store manager, they agreed to print labels with the 8-year-old boy's name. Okay, his name is fine, hers, sorry, can't do that. But there is nothing that could be done about her niece's name, according to the Sydney Morning Herald. The outlet states that the next day, the owners of Nutella Ferrero contacted Isis's mother, Heather, heather taylor to explain why they wouldn't put her daughter's name on the jar oh god can you imagine having the guy be the guy that makes that phone call nope taylor recalled that the ch- uh chief executive of ferrero australia those things are damn good those little ferrero candies that come i in the love ferrero oh my shape. god my wife loves those things too um I'm about ready to go off into a tangent about buying Christmas candy the day after Christmas when it was on sale. Chris the Baker. Yes, dude. <laughs> Craig Barker. I'm sorry, not Chris Baker, Craig Barker, which doesn't even No one would even know. So the company I know that. I know that was uh, a company was steadfast about allowing the name Isis on a jar of Nutella. You are actually making my daughter's name dirty, Taylor responded to Barker, according to the Herald. The girl's mother felt that her daughter had been discriminated against, and so she took to Facebook to address her concerns. This negative publicity of such a beautiful name needs to stop, she wrote. My five-year-old is already being discriminated against through no fault of her own. I feel so sorry for this kid. I really do. I really do because she's screwed for life over this. Uh, no. Taylor argues in her post that it's not her daughter's fault for having a name associated with an acronym for Islamic state of Islamic state in Iraq and Syria. She says that ISIS, the organization, should be referred to as Daesh. I'm so sorry Aussies Uh, which is a name according to Arabic speakers. Okay, I apologize for apologizing. (laughs) Sorry, I'm sorry. (laughs) We have sacked the people who haven't sacked. Uh, Both children she told the Herald were named after deities. Her daughter's name comes from the Egyptian goddess of the same name and her son's comes from Odin, father of Thor in Norse mythology. Ferrero Austria argued that the name like Isis on a jar of nukela could be misinterpreted uh there have been occasions where the label has not been approved on a basis that could have been misinterpreted by a broader community or viewed as inappropriate so probably nobody wants to have shit put on a jar of nutella which it does <clears can't throat> resemble uh the make me yours campaign has had trouble I'm <laughs> say appropriate word of Nutella since it launched in September, users could go on Nutella website to preview their name would look like on a Nutella jar. Of course, they didn't have to put their own name or even the name at all. So that gave people the opportunity to be creative with, with Nutella labels. And there's a picture of a jar of Nutella that says Hitler across it. Oh, good. There's one that says Vegemite, which I actually do really enjoy Vegemite.
2: Wait a minute. Uh, no, oh, we didn't I don't have Vegemite.
0: We have what did Dad send? Dad send us. I don't know, but I still got a jar of it in my fridge what he sent uh, me. Marmite. Is it yeah, Marmite? Yeah, it's is it Marmite. Mar- I this again. Yes. This is this is where every Facebook listener, every Aussie listener that we have that is on our Facebook page is going to roast me. Yeah, but he's is not an Aussie. Vegemite. The same as Marmite though. Are they the same?
2: Uh, they're ma- basically the same. Because they're it's all on bagels. Thing.
0: It's all de- reconstituted beer yeast, right? I believe uh, i don't know if it's beer yeast it is yeast though it's delicious on bagels and you don't like uh, bagels. you're not a no. bagel guy no I, I i love bagels but i mm, am a fan of the roundy things um mm, nutella candy? is also good on the bagel things the bagel roundies
2: oh dude so. nutella's not good on anything you put nutella on a turd and it, it would be good
0: <laughs> you got did you find the article for the i did uh, lemon hot Cheetos ice cream is
2: weird but we can't look away Self-described ice cream mix master of Southern California have thrown a crunchy heat wave on top of a typical creamy cold front. Uh, Drilled, I guess that's the name of the restaurant, which opened in, yeah, it is, January 20th in uh, Fountain Valley, California, has just released a hot-as-hell flavor, a blend of vanilla ice cream swirled with crushed Flamin' Hot Cheetos topped with more crushed Hot Cheetos. It actually looks good. I don't know if I'd I'd run it with chocolate ice cream, not vanilla. Many of the ice cream shop's flavors contain crunchy cereal mix-ins like Cinnamon Toast Crunch and Cocoa Puffs. Drill co-founder Steve Kim and Eugene Inas uh, said they wanted to create other mashups instead of uh, besides cereal-themed flavors and think outside the box. They noticed the almost universal appeal of Hot Cheetos, not to mention the amazing color potential, and took the sweet leap of faith. After just a few weeks in business, the shop says hot as hell is its most popular flavor, flavor, second only to Banana Split. Yeah, Blitzer, so yesterday. People are really hesitant at first about it, but adventurous ones uh, that tag along. No one really eats ice cream by themselves. Usually has it. Someone tries it and gets addicted, <laughs> Kim told today, food. It's confusing uh, to the palate, but it's so good you can't really stop. So what does it really taste like? First you get a vanilla ice cream, and, and at the end you really get a kick – Kick to your throat, explained Kim. Okay. Uh, A lot of times when someone has a spicy tongue, they drink dairy to calm the heat. Okay. This is really confusing. It's scary. (laughs) Gets better. Hold on. I've Uh, had
0: habanero ice cream. Yeah. Yeah, I've had jalapeno. Yeah. Uh,
2: Drilled isn't the first eatery to put this flaming, flaming flavor on the menu. Flamin' Hot Cheetos have been making appearances in... Unexpected foods all over the country are catching like wildfire, pun intended. Burger King dusted its mac and cheese with flaming Hot Cheetos back in November. And they're back again, and they're delicious. Uh, Jackie Cheese used Cheetos to crunch up their pizza for a limited time because what's better than tokens, hot cheese and Cheetos? Regal Cinemas even launched Cheeto Popcorn, 32-ounce container of Cheetos dusted kernels with little pieces of Cheeto in December. Whether you're a tried and true Cheetos fan or just looking to take this taste to the next uh, for a test drive, hot as hell is ready for you. Can't, take Californ- can't get to California soon? Here's an insider tip uh, if you want to replicate the experience at home. Since dairy temp's, tempers heat, Kim uses Flamin' Hot Cheetos uh, Black Label X Extra Flamin' Hot version to make the spicy, spicy flavor really stand out. So there's a Black Label Double Extra Flamin' Hot version of Cheetos. Yes,
0: yes, there is. I yep. have not seen those yep. here. Yep. Uh, I've seen them. I haven't tried them. I did, however, at Gaming Group last night. Um, <laughs> Nerd. Yeah, hardcore. <laughs> I we love were, it. We, we were actually playing a, quote, role-playing game. We were playing the Paranoia role-playing game and having a blast. Shout-out to my boy Craig, who <laughs> actually what? saved the day. But we tried those um, those really super hot the ghost pepper chips, I believe, or they were the they were the car- Yeah, I think that's what they were. Um, they were hot, but they they the flavor the flavor not was the good. Single chip. No, not the single. Oh, chip. okay, that's pocket. No, yeah, that's not the single chip. That was the other ones that they make. Um, gotcha. I, I had if- those. They're hot, but the the heat doesn't stick around. It wasn't no, it like just, the the flaming death um ramen noodles that I Dude, sent you. Dude, I still have to make that video. Yeah, I know. I know. You still have to make. I Dude, sent you the package.
2: Do you know how hard it is in this house for the two of us to be together to be able to do it? Just, and I'm
0: talking about the Cheetos, not sex. Just the Cheetos. I'm not, why can't you just make the noodles? And, and then dump, the, you no know, no not make it with, make, boil the water, dump yeah, the water off. It. What, am I going to have my kids record it for me? Yeah, just give no, it to I'm not your gonna, oldest. Dude if, dude, if I vomit, then it's over. You're not going to vomit. And if you did, it'd be funny. It would add to the ambiance. Yeah, it would, it would, would add to the ambiance for all of us freaks. Not my You're kid. not going to vomit. I ate them, okay? I, I, I was sweating profuse. Me and Lisa ate the them, video. and I was sweating profuse. I watched was- the video. So I ate the chip last night, but I was like, oh, yeah, this is hot. And it was hot at first, but it didn't hang around. Whereas with the super death double X uh, ramen noodles that I know people on our Facebook page have, have gone out and ordered some. Dude, I know people
2: um, on our Facebook page that have eaten it and said they're not that hot.
0: They're lying. Or they've got bad recycling. I know people that eat hot, really, really hot yeah, food, I know. Dude. I know. <laughs> I used to be like that. As I, The older I get and the more uh, decrepit and decaying I become. Preach. I used to be able to eat lava. Yeah. And now it's now I'm getting older. I can't do that. Alright, I'm gonna move on to another story yes, let's here. Let's get a different story and stop um,
2: talking about our geriatric asses.
0: <laughs> How we destroy our colons with Roachan and Lobo. Yay! <laughs> Uh, this was another one that came across our Facebook page. California court case to prove existence of Bigfoot moves forward. This is coming from the Singular40 .com. I don't believe we're actually putting a show together on the spot, like completely on the spot. This we have done it's this amazing. in years. And, and the Skype is holding up. Everything <laughs> is going good. We're Stop, half dude. Hour why did you say that? Oh, You're going to curse it. a Californian. Sc- what? A California woman has filed for a petition in a California court on behalf of Todd Standing to have Bigfoot officially recognized as a species. The lawsuit huh? filed by Bigfoot researcher Claudia Ackley alleges that Bigfoot is a real species that deserves protection, that denial of the creature's existence is, has impacted the research livelihood of those who study it, and that the failure to acknowledge the species has created a serious public safety risk. Standing released a video to his YouTube channel on Tuesday. And There's a link there, which, of course, none of you guys can do. I want you to just reach up and click the air, and it will take you to that link. Uh, Channel on Tuesday to announce the case's introduction. My colleagues and I have brought lawsuits, litigation, court cases to Canada and the United States, specifically to British Columbia, the province in Canada, and the states of California, Standing said. Standing claimed that to have captured significant evidence during a visit to California, which, in addition to to contents of discovering bigfoot will be used in the lawsuit although the first plans to release the evidence is a sequel to the 2017 documentary uh, while i was there in california i went to an expedition and actually was able to get some footage of sasquatch some evidence of a sasquatch he said there is a significant amount of footage from the tracks to an alter altercation to a sasquatch actually getting grabbing an apple and the whole thing was captured on video uh it? there's a great this sounds this sounds real publicity stuntish. My well, of course it does. My skeptical sensors are tingling. There's a great deal of footage standing it's continued. I'm going to say the most of it for discovering Bigfoot Part Two. I for some reason <laughs> I read that in Donald Trump voice in my head. Huge um, Standing Big uh news. intrigued. Dead. Entreated help from those watching the videos, specifically in the areas of fundraising and legal hype, citing difficulties in obtaining legal counsel and claiming that he and his colleagues have spent $20,000 of their own money to fund their research. Most lawyers see it as as damaging to their practice, he said, despite the difficulty standing appeared optimistic. It's very exciting time for me, said Standing. The petition's hearing his schedule for May, March 19th. Why did I do that? My brain just shut off. May 19th. Ooh. March 19th. I did it again. March 19th, 2018, at the San Bernardino County Superior Court. I just was in San Bernardino. Nice place you got there. A Ooh. full transcript of the court documents was transcribed to the social media network Reddit and can be found here. So everybody, again, reach your fingers up into the air and- click it click and click and you will be spiritually taken to that reddit post right spiritually there. all right let's do this let's take a since we've been going for a half hour and we've been winging it trying to find stories mm. let's take a real quick break and then we'll find some other junk and we'll just actually record a final a, a show i guess i'm <laughs> gonna we'll get something to drink <laughs> yes that'll work we all have questions. What happens after we die? Oh, this is Bigfoot real?
2: Government hiding aliens from us? We all have stories. We grew up in a haunted the UFO house. Went right in front of Join experienced paranormal investigators JP Doyle.
0: They need to make this
2: where there's a hole on the top for your penis. John Gonzalez. the same, same, but my ass is brown. And Roman Avia. Got <laughs> some underage pictures of me. <laughs> <laughs> While we talk all things paranormal with just a pinch of humor find our show the just paranormal podcast on all major podcast outlets and be sure to subscribe to stay up to date on all of our latest episodes this is the secret
1: transmission podcast we are a podcast about the strange and unusual the secret and the conspiracies the friends and the supernatural we're a podcast that talks about weird
2: things like number stations the bermuda triangle the salem witch trials time travel the moon landing, the Zika virus, serial killers, cults, the deep web, UFOs, superstitions. We cover it all. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, and Google Play. You can also follow us on Twitter, at SecretTransPod,
1: at S-E-C-R-E-T-T-R-A-N-S-P-O-D. Come listen to us try to explain the unexplainable.
0: Good- uh, continuing on in the vein of we don't know what the hell we're doing tonight. <laughs> yes. We did get something to drink. You're drinking out of a juice box? Is that what you said? I
2: had a Juicy Juice
0: Splasher. I, I am lemonade. Drinking the uh, the um, the the new Diet Coke Zesty Blood Orange. Is that any good? It's actually very good, but I'm really? angered because it comes in one of those stupid 12-ounce skinny cans, like the Red Bull kind of can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would prefer it to be in a normal sized Coke bottle where I can get. What does it taste like? It it doesn't. Hold on. Um, um, it it tastes like blood orange Coke. It's not, and I'm not a Diet Coke fan at all.
2: Nah, dude, Diet Uh, Coke is terrible.
0: But the sweetness of the blood orange does counter the uckiness of the Diet Coke taste. Really? Doesn't have that nasty acrid flavor afterwards no it's good it's really really good i was very surprised they had the lemon coke there the lime coke which i've had in the lime orange. is with ginger is it
2: yes the you know how these all came about with ginger
0: these yeah because hipsters
2: about... are morons
0: no because they have those magical coke machines where you go up and you press what flavors you want what they're doing is they're Dude, there's a bunch of those.
2: restaurants here yeah
0: that they have them out here at uh five guys and yep. uh yeah five guys right yeah okay oh my god yeah so they, they've, they're what they're doing is they're data mining those to find out what flavors people mix the most of, and they're using that to come out with their new Coke flavors. So apparently the blood orange the flavors that they're out now apparently are supposed to be the bomb, and those are the ones okay, we're gonna release these to the public because that's what people want us to make. So
2: how are they making the oh, you know how they're making the ginger They're using ginger ale. They're doing ginger ale and lime coke. They're doing that mix.
0: Well, the only because ones that Seagram's... I've seen is the Lime Diet Coke is the only one that i found. I didn't yeah. see the one with ginger in it.
2: Yeah, dude, because so. they did a taste test on Good Mythical Morning of them.
0: Good Mythical Morning? You don't watch that? <laughs> I don't know what the hell that dude, is. Right is that right, like wait, a Good wait, Morning America for, for no, witches? For witches? Mitches. Oh, God, witches? Hilarious. hilarious.
2: No, I have no idea hilarious. what that is. It's Rhett and Link, dude. They've been doing it for, like, I don't know, forever.
0: I'll have to go look it up. Well, let's, it's let's on YouTube. Let's jump into the recording here. Um, we're going to move on to Drugs are Bad and K segment of the show. This is um, – excuse me. There's me burping the blood orange Diet Coke. Um, this is coming from ABC7Chicago.com, so all of our Chicagoans out there – is that what you call yourselves? Chicagoans? Chicagoans? All of you people that are now seeing Mothman um, – this yeah. is uh, how high are you in three hours? Illinois teacher apologizes for drug-related math problem. <laughs> uh, Rokes. Oh God, uh, this is where we get hate mail. R o x a n a. How's that pronounced? Roxana. 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 Oh, I don't know. Some place in oh, Illinois man. that Roach is an idiot and cannot pronounce in uh-huh. Illinois. A high school teacher downstate apologized for making references to drugs in his math questions. The lesson taught at Rokshana Senior High School. I'm so sorry, people. Wednesday was not typical. A teacher asked his students how high they would be in three hours after and using cocaine really and how much they would, would owe a dealer really I haven't read this before. For a thousand dollar payment paid and only 25 percent a day for a year. Teachers and students were shocked. Uh, parent, Christy Scott, looked at a photo of the assignment, which was sent to News 4. Wow, that's a school math problem, asked Scott. Student Joseph Saban was not in the class, but he's heard all, all about it. So, talking to somebody who actually wasn't there but has heard something about it, we're going sure. to talk to this person. Immediately, yeah. I was thinking, really? This actually happened? It would not expect a teacher to be using drugs as an example for a problem, said Saban. Uh, we don't need... We don't need to be teaching children how long it takes to filter cocaine out of their bodies, but we do need to learn how to say things in correct English. This is ridiculous. This is not what we should be doing. We should be preventing this and not teaching them how to get rid of it, added Scott. Roxana or Roshana, R-O-X-A-N-A school leaders sent the following statement to News 4. Students welfare is always the Roxana school district's number one priority. Unfortunately, unacceptable examples were used in a high school math class, causing some students and student some parents and student distress. The district oh views God. the use of yesterday's classroom examples as a demonstration of poor judgment. The district is addressing the matter with the family member and those impacted by this incident. The faculty exactly. member has apologized to students and parents for his lapse of judgment and rampant cocaine use. No, it does not say that. It should, and has though. has reiterated the intent and was never to promote the light, the light of illicit drug use. When you ask a student if you do this much drugs, cocaine... If you do seven rails of cocaine, okay, and then you owe your yeah, dealer $1,000... person
2: was? what if this person was uh, looking to become like a, a...
0: I have to go back to finishing the statement. Hold toxicology on. professor. You're, what you're then? Ru- you're ruining my professional... Oh, hold on. Okay. I'm ruining your professional? The district is taking the necessary measures to ensure that the damage is repaired. The district is addressing this issue as a personal matter according to the district policy. Saban said he is not offended. (laughs) (laughs) Either He was trying to relate in some way with the kids because, yeah, all kids do cocaine. Be funny or something like that. You know what? If he'd said, because I've got, I had teachers that were pretty cool and, but you knew they were, I don't know. I I don't know how I feel about this. I don't know. I think it's funny. My son was a teacher who is like that. He doesn't teach children about drugs or money when dealing with dealers. Wait, what? Let me reread that. My son, uh. he's a teacher who is like that. He doesn't teach children about drugs or money when dealing with dealers, added Scott. Uh, okay. Okay. School leaders would not identify the teacher, but NewsForce tracked him down. <laughs> he chose not to comment on the story. The school says he apologized to students and said that his intent was never to promote or make light of illicit drug use. So, again, the question was, let me see if I can find it one more time. Uh, After using cocaine, how much would they owe a dealer for a $1,000 payment paid in only 25% a day for a year? And it also asks them how high they would be after four hours. Now, that's kind of a loaded question. That would be the problem I would have because how many grams of cocaine... Depends on body weight, how many grams of cocaine it on your you're doing, metabolism, your metabolism, how the cocaine was cut. Was it cut with baby powder? Was it cut with baking soda? Was it straight up cocaine? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, why don't you take us back um, to Connecticut to New England? This is also a story that was posted on our Facebook page. <laughs> And uh, I believe it was Christopher that posted it. You go ahead and read the story, and I'm going to see if I can find the guy who posted it.
2: Said the devil revealed by his foot a witch trial and a folk story. Here's a story that sounds like a fairy tale. Once upon a time, there was a young woman living in London, England. Like most young women of the time, the 17th century, she was eager to marry and move out of her parents' home. Eh, Most of us are. One day, while she was walking down the street, a young man began talking with her. She didn't know him, but she liked him almost immediately. He was handsome, he was well-dressed, he was a smooth talker, he flattered her. The young woman found herself falling just a little bit in love with him. It's been lovely, lovely talking with you, he finally said. I need to be on my way, but perhaps I can meet you again tomorrow. The young woman agreed. How could she refuse such a handsome young man? But she, as she walked away, she glanced down at his feet, and she gasped softly. One foot was normal, and one foot was dun dun du a cloven hoof. She had been flirting with the devil. Isn't that a song? Hot. She, absolutely. She had no intention of marrying the devil. The next day, she did not go to the appointed meeting place, but instead hid nearby. She watched as the devil arrived, and watched as he grew more and more impatient as he waited. When the devil realized she was not com- not going to show up he grew enraged. The young woman watched in horror as he angrily ripped down a heavy iron gate and stalked off stalked off with it in his hands because you know thievery is a good thing. That really sounds like a fairy tale, doesn't it? Surprisingly it isn't. A Connecticut woman, good wife Eris, told this story to two neighbors in the in 16 in the 1660s. It had uh it had really happened, she said, and she even claimed she was the young woman of the story. Her neighbors remembered the story and later told it to the Hartford judge when uh, Goody Aris was accused of witchcraft in 1662. That's, okay. Like so many accused witches, Goody Aris was an unpopular person in Hartford. Most people in Hartford are unpopular. Her husband <laughs> was Whitney waiting for was that. A, <laughs> her husband, William, was a well-known thief and had been convicted of stealing pigs, cows, horses, and even iron bars, and his bad reputation had rubbed off on her. When a young woman named Elizabeth Kelly grew ill, she accused Goody Aris of bewitching her, and after Kelly died, her parents charged Aris with witchcraft. I think it's obvious to a modern reader that Goody Aris' story is just a folktale. The revealed foot is an old motif that shows up in lots of stories. For example, a biblical legend claims King Solomon was suspicious of Queen Sheba when she arrived in Jerusalem. He had uh, heard that she had one foot human and one goose foot, but her long skirts hit her feet. Thinking of a way to trick her, the wise king led her over over a a stream while touring the kingdom, and when she lifted her skirt, he glimpsed a webbed bird foot. The Queen of Sheba is not the only queen with a strange foot. A very similar story is told about Emperor Charlemagne's mother, Queen Bertha. The German folk goddess, uh, I know that name, Perchta, is said to have one goose foot, and many European fairies are also believed to have animal feet. For example, the Urgital, small humanoid fairies found in Switzerland, I just mutilated that name. <laughs> Wear long robes and skirts that hid their goose like feet, which were either hooved or goose feet. They just said they were goose like. Goose don't have webbed, uh, hooved feet. The Fees of France looked like beautiful humans, but each one had one flaw, like a bird or animal foot. The Manx sleigh beggy look human. I didn't mess that up. That's no, that's exactly says. how it says. Yeah, the Holy Manx sleigh
0: It makes sleigh beggy, yeah.
2: That's a name. Humans, uh, but they leave crow's footprints in the dirt when they walk. Those are nifty sandals. I think you get the picture. Goody Air's story about the devil was just the latest iteration of a recurring story, but she gave herself a, st- a starring role. Not much is known about Eris, including her first name. And I wonder why she told this tale about meeting the devil. Did she think it was entertaining? Did she, did she do Did she do it to impress her neighbors? Did it make her human human husband looked better in her mind hey he might have been a thief but it could be worse i almost dated they did satan, satan. <laughs> <laughs> suddenly we we'll, sadly we'll never know the harford judges found goody erish guilty of witchcraft i don't think uh the story about the devil's foot was a conclusive piece of evidence but it certainly didn't help her case
0: <laughs> when i was uh. out there i swear you told me a story about this woman or was that a different witch that you had living near you That was a different witch.
2: That's the witch in the center of town. There's a witch buried in the cemetery in the center of town.
0: Okay. Now, this story reminds me. There's another story that's a folk legend about a woman who had cloven feet and she went to a blacksmith. I'm going to mutilate the story because I don't know it entirely, so I apologize to people who do know the story. That uh, she went to a blacksmith and she wanted to have some... Some shoes or something made. I don't remember exactly what the hell it was. So what happened was is the blacksmith made a horse hoof and hurried up and nailed it onto her foot and burned her and then he made some kind of a deal with the devil saying anytime that you see a horseshoe over someone's door you are not allowed to enter that home and the devil agreed to it. I'm very very mutilating that legend but that is one of the stories behind why people have horseshoes above their doors. Everybody says oh it's for good luck. It's actually that's according to it's the to legend. to keep the devil away. Yeah, it's supposed to be to ward the devil away. Eh. So moving we'll scratch. on. We're going to go to TheEagle.com, which I was going to say, this was another story posted on our Facebook page. Yeah, that's because I posted it. But the last story Dumb was ass. posted by Christopher, <laughs> who's a new member who's posted a lot of stuff from from what I can tell from your area. He seems to have a lot of New England stories posted on our Facebook page.
2: He's a friend of Soraya, so he's a friend of ours.
0: Again, we've mentioned our Facebook page alike because that's what a lot of the stories are. Yeah, we're, Facebook, we're getting Facebook, a lot Facebook. of our stories from uh cadaver memorial honors people who donated their bodies to texas a&m college of medicine mm. this was something that i found is, i think it's a really sweet story it's like is cool these are story this is like when you when you go into medical school medical school you start doing all your stuff on cadavers yep. so the people at the school more or less said you know we need to pay tribute to these people that have donated their bodies to science which I think is a pretty honorable and neat thing It it is does sound weird but I still think it's pretty cool that they took the time to do this
2: I'm still talking to my wife about I'm trying to talk my wife into this she's
0: almost on board letting you do this yeah oh Okay, yeah, yeah, why not? Because we all know I'm a misfit. Yeah, but, you know, I can understand. I don't know if I would do it. Texas A&M medical student Christian Martin can easily recall the rush of emotions that came over him when he first met his first patient. Uh, all this woman's passions, her kindness, all of her well wishes—this woman had she shared with me. Martin said Wednesday to his fellow one hundred or so fellow year, first-year students enrolled at Texas A&M Health Science Center uh, College of Medicine. Together, the group honored the twenty-seven people who donated their bodies to the college so that students could learn not just about anatomy but about caring and curiosity. When the med students when the med students make the first incision into a cadaver, it sparks an emotional and spiritual journey that paused during. Uh, the memorial as they lit 27 candles to recognize the service provided and even though the students didn't, don't know the names of the dead, what they learned from each will stay with them. I remember mm-hmm. the respect and awe when my, my own professor first introduced us to the cadavers said Carrie Bayington, Dean of the College of Medicine to those gathered at the 30 minute ceremony in auditorium in the Health science center in Bryan. Uh, at that time we had been allowed to know uh, name you Name that. I think that's a. I think this whole thing's a spelling mispronounced. At the time, we had not been allowed to know the name of our cadavers. Yeah, it's probably mm-hmm. the name of our cadavers. And still think. Uh, and I still think of them all the time. Bangton said the respect given to the dead is an effect of, of the edgy Agia spirit, and that the students should be f- uh, filled with gratitude that a person humbly dedicated their flesh and blood to further the education of strangers. Um Martin, who was a leader of his class, has, was asked to speak at the ceremony, said that the hearts hold so much significance in liter, literance of, <laughs> literature and music. God, I'm going to make it through this somehow. You are? Damn it. So it truly moved him to consider what it meant to be holding a person's heart, an exercise every student must go through. Martin's experience with six bodies over the course of several months in the anatomy class led him to an important decision. He said his plans to donate his body to the medical program. First-year student Sebastian Powell also worked with his team on six bodies during the course. The first cadaver is one that really sticks with you, he said. I would imagine it would. That's the first yeah, thing that absolutely. you're ever cutting into. You walk into the lab, to first see twenty-seven, human. yeah, twenty-seven tanks inside. You pull the car, uh, the crank, and raise the body. I remember my heart raced as we raised the bodies. Think that's got to be something, didn't? Bodies hit the floor. I think when Shelley was on the show, she was she said she mentioned something like this or an experience, something that she had very similar. Mm. The bodies donated to Texas A and M's Body Program, Willed Body Program. Sorry, off, often are people who lived within 100 to 200 miles of the university the administrator said, they are people of all ages and ranges of health. Students are not permitted to know the identity of their cadavers and are purported, purported app. Ah, preparatory (laughs) process ensures that students will not work on someone they know. All a student is told is that the patient's age and medical history, the rest they must learn on their own. I see a sense of awe and a sense of wonder of people for people who have not done human dissection, Bayington said. It's difficult to convey we learn new things from every patient, but from these patients, we learn what it means to give everything you have for betterment of other people. And that basis of our profession. Bangton said that she believes all schools honor their donated patients, but AM ceremony reflects the tradition of aggie muster. Uh, she said she feels it is a special and important tradition. Ultimately, the anatomy course will change these is I cannot pronounce that word. A-G-G-I-E-S. Mm. Is that what that is? A-G-G-S? Sure. I'm sorry again," said that uh, shaping how they will pre- practice medicine and also draw them closer to their peers. These teams become some of the strongest friends for life," said Bayington who also ser- uh, serves as a vice chancellor of health uh, services at Texas A&M System. So yeah, they did the ceremony to honor the bodies and the cadavers that were given to them, and these people that donated their life to science to have this done. I think it's pretty cool, you know. I yeah, think it says a lot. Yeah, I think so lot. too. So, did we have another link after that, or... No? (laughs) We got Barney. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right, the Barney one. This is probably old news at this point, but... For, like, the last week, again, I'm going to go to our Facebook page. For, like, the last week, it's been Tide Pods, Sex Robots... Um, and I think Barney was in there as well. Oh yeah, and Elon so, Musk is flamethrower that he was coming out from the boring company. Yeah, dude.
2: Elon Musk. Which man. Sold,
0: Elon Musk sold those out. I guess within twenty four hours they had those oh, flamethrowers sure. sold out. Yeah, and so, then they're being banned. And my daughter today, no, actually, my daughter today told me that they they would not allow to the ship them because they said that they were named flamethrowers. So to get oh. around this, they're cleverly calling that they've renamed the device. It is no longer labeled as a flamethrower, and to get around this, they've gone through an incredible word aesthetic process to subjugate this whole system by and calling it called? not a flamethrower. So. <laughs> Wow! Uh, Great. What a great idea. Why don't you take us to the story about Barney now doing tantric sex? Okay, this is from the Telegraph.
2: Former Barney the Dinosaur actor now works as a controversial tantric sex guru. Gives a whole new meaning to that song, don't it?
0: But dude, if you see the guy's picture, he's got that.
2: Hey, how you doing? Oh, yeah, dude. He's Rico Suave. Yeah. The actor who starred as the cuddly T-Rex host of the 90s children's television show Barney and Friends is now working as a Los Angeles tantric therapist. Uh, It has been revealed. American actor David Joyner, 52, told Vice that his decade-long stint playing a dancing purple dinosaur was helpful for his current career. Okay, and he will explain why. (laughs) The energy I brought up while in the costume is based on a foundation of tantra, which is love, Joyner said. Everything stems, grows, and evolves from love. Giggity. That just makes it even creepier. (laughs) He was dancing around children. Joyner only accepts female clients for his service and charges $350 for a four-hour session. Four hours. On his website, Joiner, a former software uh, analyst, offers clients a chance to reach a higher and more blissful state of awareness of their sexuality. According to Vice, Joyner believes that blissful state is best achieved through unprotected penetrative sex and claims that condoms, quote unquote, block the energy. It's not the only thing they're blocking, cream pie. He reported. <laughs> nice choice clients. of
0: words there. <laughs> really. I know. Report- nice choice of words i did that purposefully
2: uh-huh. <laughs> reportedly asked clients to declare whether they have any sexually trans consent form before their sessions lisa we know a couple of lisas an anonymous source con- uh, contacted by vice said she had been one of his regular clients for three years after first meeting his making contact with him through a dating app tinder hmm doesn't seem shady at all she added that they had sexual intercourse with jo- with Joyner during their third session and described the experience as a sexual, a spiritual awakening. Joyner's approach to tantric therapy has been criticized by other practitioners in the field. Professor Kimberly Resnick Anderson, she doesn't sound like a stodgy old frump, a sex therapist and psychiatrist working at the University of California, Los Angeles, described Jordan's practices as outrageous and far outside the standard of care, she told Vice. For him not to use a condom is medically unethical and irresponsible. Barney and Friends aired on the U.S. network PBS from 1991 to 2009 and was syndicated to other countries around the world. Jordan performed inside the Barney costume until 2002 while U.S. voice actor Bob West dubbed the dinosaurs Dialogue. And that there, my friends, is the purple-headed dinosaur. A purple dinosaur story.
0: Zing. Zing. Yeah. yeah. Did you hear about the Telegraph? Uh, the story huh? in the Telegraph about PETA wants to uh, cause calls Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to become vegetarian or vegan. Now, oh. Oh. the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles TMNT should go vegan and switch to dairy-free pizza, an animal rights group has urged. Oh. They need to shut the- up. People from the ethical Oh great. You can address hate mail to Lobo at Dude, <laughs> anybody worth their salt that's researched PETA knows exactly what I'm talking about. People for the ethical treatment of animals, people PETA, believe the crime fighting for some could inspire fans watching their new TV series to try it themselves by making their trademark snack vegan. Leonardo, Raphael, Donatello, and Michelangelo return to our TV screens for the rise of the Teenage Mutant Digital Turtles in Nickelodeon Reboot set to air in September that looks like garbage. Have you seen the pictures of it? It I, looks really bad. I watched
2: bad. the other TMNT that was on Nickelodeon. It was pretty this good.
0: This looks bad. This is going to be about as bad of a reboot as when they had the Powerpuff Girls reboot. Uh, oh, what's m- the matter? You don't like Wingy? Uh, the uh, modern kids are embracing vegan food, so why shouldn't modern Ninja Turtles? said Lisa Lang, senior vice president of PETA. Vegan pizza is popular and it's healthier no, it's and not. far kinder to animals than old fashioned dairy cheese pizza. PETA thinks that's something that heroes in a half shell would support. No. So, yeah. Um,. No. Uh, when is it supposed
2: to be coming? Because the last series was in 2012. I don't There's know. There's a new it's,
0: one coming out? Well, Jake and Tom Conquer the World, the other podcast that we're friends with, posted it in their page, and I saw some glimpses of it. And it's really... Oh, Fries of the
2: Teenage Mutant? Hold on a second.
0: Yeah. Did you it's say fries? fries? No, it's called Rise
2: of oh, the... Oh, okay. Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Does Hold on, it's loading.
0: Taco Bell in your area have yes, their fries? Yes, and they're
2: delicious. And you can get them as Bel Grande.
0: Yeah, that's the way they had it in Canada several years ago. The Canadians were so far ahead of us on that. Oh, my God. Fries Supreme. Oh, my God. Oh, they were so good. But I don't think the fries they had up in Canada when I was there were seasoned fries. I just recall them being like crinkle-cut fries. But they had like... Oh, these aren't crinkle. I don't don't even think they had Nacho Supreme. I think they just had fries Supremes up there pretty much. So... Oh, come on.
2: Load. Finish loading.
0: Oh, it's not, it like. it's not just you. Nah, it's not just you. No, it's weird. Uh, no. Fuck oh, here's you, Nickelodeon. Here's you can eat a note. dick. Here's not watching that. <laughs> This is from the local Norwegian flight carrying sixty plumbers turns back due to broken toilets. A flight was forced to turn back to Oslo Airport because an onboard flight facilities were out of order despite the presence of sixty qualified plumbers on board. Like they're gonna go back there and fix the toilet mid flight. Like they've got the equipment and everything. I know, it's just one of those ironic things. A little too ironic, don't you think? Radar images from the they've got radar images of the plane making the turn. Sorry. <laughs> Radar images from the Norwegian flight DY-1156 to Munich show an aircraft changing route and landing back at Oslo. The flight, which took off in Oslo Airport at 934 on Saturday, had been due to land in Munich at 1145 a.m., but turned around near Swedish border over Skar... Skagerrak Sea. Sure uh flew north and then circled before landing back at oslo flight mapping website flight radar 24 tweeted details uh, anyways, it is correct that DY-1156, which sounds like something from a George Lucas movie, from Doesn't Oslo, it... bound for Munich, was forced to turn back to Oslo because a fault was found with the toilets on board. The aircraft circled over, headmark to burn, fu- burn fuel so that it wasn't too heavy to land. Uh, I'm not school. even going to try to pronounce that name. Communications officer for the Norwegian told... Dagblagdadda <coughs> on Saturday. Speaking Klingon, are you? Wait! I can read it. I can read it. A yeah. uh, further twist in the story emerged when the newspaper flushed out information revealing that 85 people from the Norwegian plumbing industry, of which 60 were plumbers, from some, Easy for you to say. Some Viking company were on board. Some Viking <laughs> yeah, company. In flight. The sanitation technicians were traveling as part of a work trip, according to the report. So many plumbers on the aircraft, and it had to turn back due to toilet trouble. This is enough to make you laugh. Hans Christian Od- 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 Odengaard. I can't. Okay. Uh, Odengaard. There's a name. Odegaard. Hans Christian Odegaard, a plumber from Ulstein, who was on the flight. Oh, my God. I I, I already know who this is going to make laugh right now, because we do have Uh listeners in Norway. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Again, I apologize to our Norwegian listeners. He's not sorry. He's not. Uh, Rogjkovov's CEO, Frank Olsen, also told the newspaper that the passengers took the situation with good humor. We'd have gladly fixed the toilets, but it, it must unfortunately be done from the outside, and we didn't want to take a chance of sending our plumber at a 10,000 meters altitude, Oslin said. The flight well, was rescheduled you know. for later in that day. Sorry, shitter is full. <laughs> <sighs> you know uh, what? We, we've, we've pretty much got a show under our belts by the time I get done editing all the junk in here and stuff. Yeah,
2: we, we killed it.
0: For a show that we weren't supposed to have because our guest bailed out, who I still have not yet heard from the guest. We're not going so, to either. No, maybe. We'll see if the person emails us back. So And it bums me out because I so wanted to talk to this guy. Yeah, so wanted time. to. Next time. Hopefully. Maybe. So anyways, next week, fingers crossed, because I really don't think that the person's going to bail on us, but next week is our Valentine's show, which this year, and in and, and, and usual style, we're going to be looking at female serial killers again. That's the plan yes. at least. That is Eat the plan. Eat your heart out. So the only thing I'm worried about, I, I'm completely confident that the guests will be returning. It's the problem is is, is will Skype be returning? <laughs> Dude, you need to figure out your shit over there. Usually, it's you're the one that's having I the know. problems. It's and nice this is that where it's not me this time. Every listener is going to send us saying something saying, "Hey, uh, you know, there's other options out there besides Skype. You know, you should be doing this or that or <laughs> blah, blah blah. You know, yeah.
2: whatever." At least you know. we're
0: not recording through tin cans. No. Nah, I'm not going to say the joke. Oh. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say the joke. All right, anyways, um, I don't know. I had a million things I was going to say, but everything slipped our minds tonight, and we just hit record and jumped for it. So, yeah. Anyways, yeah, go join our Facebook page. Answer the three stupid questions that you have to answer to get on the page. I don't even care what the hell you put. One of them is, what is the main ingredient of tomato soup? Some people have put water. One person put brains. Whatever. And the other question was, is what is the podcast that this page supports? Whatever. Yes. We, we still have people that are on, are joining the page that don't realize that it supports yeah. a podcast. Yeah, I know. It's funny, because I put that it's question up there it. a few months ago. I'm like, how many people actually listen to the show? And a legitimate number of people were like, there's a podcast for this page? Dude, Auntie, I don't think Auntie Pam has ever... No, she didn't listen to a no, couple of... No, she does. People. She listens to... But a- she Aunt Aunt didn't Pam listen listens. for
2: the longest time. She Aunt didn't even Pam know it listens. was a
0: podcast. Aunt Pam is one of our most ardent supporters. I could put... I could put Project Archivist toilet paper out there for sale and somebody would buy it. Totally. Somebody would buy it. Somebody made a great, oh my God, I feel bad because I can't remember who the hell did it. The Tide Pod thing. Yeah, they they took the Project Project Archivist Archivist. logo. Yeah, and they did a great job. And I was like, can you make another one like this so I can make a t-shirt? And it is the, the Tide Pod thing. I showed
2: Alicia, and she thought it was great.
0: Yeah, I'd love to get a T-shirt made out of that. I'm thinking about switching over to a different T-shirt company. The T-shirts won't be as detailed, but they'll be <laughs> cheaper, and they're more affordable for people to get. Have so, we checked out Teespring? I've checked out just about everybody, to be honest with you. And, like, there's the shirt that I just got. I got the Ben Yannick Succubus shirt with the dark brown uh, sleeves ending. and the like, yeah, well my design is fading. I've worn the shirt 3 is times. A, yeah, I'm about ready to write the company and be like, "Yo, get what's up, here, dog?" Dude, I've been wearing mine for what? 2 years now? I don't know. Well, you were the first person to get one, so you have the original. For a substantial long time before anybody else was able to get them. And the other problem is is we don't have See, that's part of the problem is like we don't have a link on our our regular page because the page that hosts our show doesn't really have a way of putting something up there. Um, I could bother Roy, and he could probably figure it out for me, but we don't have a set link to go and get merchandise. You know, it's been Mm -hmm. like every time we come up with something, I'll throw it up in the Facebook page or throw it up on Twitter saying, hey, there's some shirts here. Go buy them because we really legitimately don't care about making money off of shirts, though I would like to monetize the show in some way. Sure, you know, so we don't have a legitimate link, so I'm trying to go through other sources. And uh, I think T Public, we might be able to sell shirts for like 14 bucks or something and make a couple, of, you know, make a couple of dimes on it. But we're getting there. I don't know, a of dimes, <laughs> something like that. So, anyways, uh, yeah, I'm gonna cut good and finish good. up my zesty blood orange pop. And uh, this is what happens when we throw a show together instantaneously. <laughs> Boom!
2: How about it?
0: peace out folks this is roger from detroit
2: this is lobo from connecticut this is my last show Until next time you're so full of shit (laughs) oh yeah and conspiracy bot
0: eat a dick peace out folks dude he said i had an itchy anus i know i know know. It's a dick one i know pod wars hysteria 51 good show by the way uh what's the other one that was really cool with us which oh, I don't travel know. Lot
2: of these is real cool There's a that.
0: lot of these people. Yeah, travel a lot. Well, of course Harley and Tra- Harley yeah, and Brent. Brent. Really. They want us. Okay, way oh, to be in in the show, but we're not. They want the us to come over, on their yeah. show. They what are want we us to talk come, about though. They want us to find like a weird, creepy location where we live and come on a show and give them talk about some kind of creepy location and a place to go eat. And I, I don't know. Yeah, you live in Detroit. You live just outside of Detroit. And I'm over here in Connecticut land. I can't find anything substantially creepy enough to talk about on their show. Really? You know, I can't. I really can't. There's not a lot around here that I would, you know, that I would be like, yeah, go on. Because a lot of the stuff that is in Detroit that's creepy it's not super accessible to the average person. There is a company here that does some kind of a ghost tour, which I thought about having on the show. Okay. But I'm just like I I don't know if I could do that, you know? So I think I just might give them the three a call because there's three of them now and say, "Why don't you just come on our show and we'll do another show together?" Because we don't quite fit into their format. Their format is Yeah, I love Amy. She's awesome. Her laugh is contagious. Yeah, she hangs out on the page too. Amy's adorable and she's really yep. cool. And um I hope to someday be- speak to her wife. We can't, we can't really go on. It, it, we wouldn't fit on their show, but they wouldn't have any problem coming on to our show. Sure. But the last time we tried to do a, a hookup between those guys, it was like it was like pulling teeth. So I think I'm just going to say, all right, you guys are going to come on here. But the part of the problem is, is we've got, I, I, I've, I've got like 10 guests that are ready yeah, to go. Yeah, we had a
2: guest tonight that does a no show.
0: It, yeah. At any time, we've got guests that are ready to go, and I keep like, okay, we're trying to fit you in here. We're trying to fit you in there. Your schedule is super crazy right now. It Mine's is. mellowing out a little bit. So, anyways, we're done. Peace Get out, Detroit, Rojan, uh, Lobo, Connecticut. I don't know. Bird sauce. Bye. Peace. Birds, bird sauce? Yeah, it's a thing. the thing. What wrong with you? I don't know. It's bye. I don't. I'm sorry.